0: Welcome to Q&A Selling Online, with answers to questions about creating an online empire, promoting products, or building a brand. Your host, private label and e-commerce entrepreneur, Quinn Amorm. Welcome back to the show, my friends. Today, we have with us Mac Schlesinger. He went from minimum wage warehouse worker to an Amazon tycoon in only a few years. His journey began 10 years ago. He started buying discounted goods from local shopping malls and then selling them online with profit, of course. He has since then started a couple companies and he is with us here today to tell us his story. Mac, how is it going? Hi, Gwen. Thanks for having me. Let's have some fun here. Thanks for being here, Mac. And uh, I apologize if I messed up your last name. It's Slesin, correct? Yeah,
1: listen, it's okay as it is. So it's fine, I'll accept okay. that. Hmm? Where where are you from originally? Where's your name from? So it's it's a I guess it's it's a Jewish name because I'm originally from uh, New York, like a specifically like a community, Mm -hmm.
0: and uh, yeah, it's
1: a name community.
0: Okay, and you started selling on Amazon, or did you start selling elsewhere before Amazon? How did you start? Yeah, so when I got into the whole e-commerce
1: situation, I started with actually um, eBay. Um, It wasn't on purpose. It was basically, as I said, about the mall. I went to buy products because I wanted to start something and make some income. So I got all these products. And then I was like, okay, what am I going to do with this? Where am I going to sell it? So back then, 10 years ago, eBay was pretty hot back then. So I was like, okay, so I was eBay. So I started on eBay. And I got the hang of you know listing products and selling products, shipping and everything, and then I got the whole hang of it. And then I was like, okay, what's next? You know, like uh, need to expand, need to do more. So then I found out about different websites. Um, um, I don't even remember the names. I think it's not, it's not, it's not even uh, live anymore. But then I went on and on. I tried different things, and then one day I finally got to Amazon. Found about Amazon, but when I started with Amazon, I didn't know all of this. Uh, like the different options that they have now. So basically I started doing like um, flipping products from Amazon to eBay. Remember that? basically basically I found good good deals on Amazon and sold it on eBay and then shipped it, like drop shipped it basically. And then once I got familiar with Amazon, I started to see, okay, let let me build something real. And this is just more like a side hustle. So I started like um, flipping, like finding deals, like big deals, like lots, and reselling them on Amazon, like, like name brand products and I did that for a while and then I felt like okay it's good you know but I need something more and then somehow I got connected I got about private label I think private label was back then like a new trend so everyone started doing it so I hopped on the wagon and I went along so I started private label I think I I took a few courses to learn like everything about China like importing from China and dealing with Chinese manufacturers and stuff so I started importing a few products and to test it and then I Follow the process on how to build a brand, like create a brand name, a logo, and design, and everything. So yeah, and back then I did everything myself because I couldn't afford to outsource or hire people. So it was kind of a challenge, and it was an experience, you know, because I learned how to create products. Create. Um, then I had to create a listing. Then I had to do the photography. I did everything myself. I did the photography. I did the graphics. So I know everything a little bit, but I, I wasn't like an expert in any of this back then. But well, the more I did it, the more I, uh, you know, I found out that, you know, this is what I'm good at, but I didn't start with um, that right away. So first I continued to run the business like every other Amazon seller. And then at some point I had a friend that he realized that he saw my listing somehow and he realized that uh, my listings are pretty good. So he said, like, maybe I, he wants to hire me for his company. He had like a huge, like a multi-million dollar company. Maybe he should hire me for his company. I could optimize all of their listings because they had like crappy listings and, uh, and they needed someone to um, optimize it. So I, back then I, I I was running the business, but I did, since I didn't have money, I, it was very hard to like keep it up like a continue ordering products and continue running it like a promotion and promoting and advertising and everything. So I was kind of I, uh, financially. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to take the job and I took the job and I, Long story short, I went into their company and I, I ran the whole Amazon account. And the main, and after running it for a few months, I realized that you know creating listings is really my specialty. I don't really like the all the some technical parts about Amazon, like shipping and buying products and everything else. So I was more like in the, in the creative and the marketing side of, of things. So while I was working there, you know, it's like a, I had um, some coworkers, some friends that knew about it and. And um they left the company, and they were they went to work either for a few a few of them went meant to work for themselves a few of them went to work to other companies, and they all hired me on the side to do their listings for them for them and I did it on the side this and then I realized one day that wait, maybe this can like become like something like a company because i I got so busy with the listing and everything then and I didn't even focus on my job I didn't even like the job, so I was like, okay, maybe it's time to quit and jump into this. I mean, it took, it took a few months till I really got confident because I, w- I wasn't confident in really like dealing with people because I used to be like very shy and quiet. And I re- I wasn't the type of guy to, to go out there and promote myself and deal with people, talk, talk with people on the phone all day. So it's kind of a challenge. So I tried to do it, like sit in my corner and do my thing. But after a while, I realized that the job is not, there's no future in the job. And people like my listings, they want me to, they want to work with me, so maybe I should push myself and do it. So one day I could I could I quit my job and I
0: started um Seller listers. And this is where we are. Today. That's exciting, Max. So tell me when you quit, were you nervous? Did you think maybe there's a chance that you have to go back or you knew this is it and I'm going strong from here? Yes,
1: obviously, obviously, I was very nervous and since it took it took so long until when i got it taught originally until i did it you know i was i was so nervous in doing it so that's why i didn't do it for a few months Um, but by the time i did it i was already like okay you know what i i thought about it for long enough and now i think it's time to take action and obviously i was nervous i I didn't know if it's going to keep on like if people are still going to keep keep on coming because i didn't really have experience like running a service type of company like talking to people dealing with customers all day so yep. I wasn't sure like how I was going to pan out. And I really didn't want to <laughs> have the feeling that I need to go, you know, go back and take a job and this. So I went in and I hope for the best, you know. And that's why yep. it pushed me so strong to like to get out there to promote myself and and, and uh, I went to
0: shows, I went to this and that. You know, it's like a... and you know. When I asked you that, it it was for a specific reason, because when I quit, Mm -hmm. uh, it was too early. Okay. So when I quit the first time, imagine this, you work for somebody else and you're making five or six grand a month, and that's enough for you to live in wherever town that I was at the time, it's good enough to live. Then when your online income is making a lot more than that. For example, let's say the online income started making 25, uh, 25, $30,000 a month. I thought at the time that that was a lot of money. Yeah. But when you look at for every 20,000 that I would make only four were profit, right? Yeah. <laughs> so basically I would have to make 30 just to break even of what I was making before. Yeah. And, uh, and what happened was the business started to, you know, it started to starve. I started to starve the business. So I decided to to go back and I was doing everything myself, just like you said. So I started to, you know, get get a VA here, get somebody else to do here. And then I was doing my job. And then when it was really safe and when those 30 uh, started to multiply themselves, then is when I officially quit. So it it, it is always... At the time, it wasn't scary. The second time, when I was more comfortable, then I was, you know, more mature about it. But yeah, you're ready for it. Huh? Mm-hmm. So, your 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 um, Amazon uh, sellers top best sellers listings. Uh, best seller listings. Uh, is it all it does is create listings, create the copy for those listings, and optimize listings? Yeah, so when I started, I started originally with that, like as freelancers, sort of.
1: And at the time, I built a company, and I started adding services and packages, which is product photography. We do now. We have a team of photographers. We have a team of graphic designers. We do the the, the, the graphic design for the images and the EPC descriptions, you know, the a plus descriptions. And we do
0: now storefront designs. We do all types, everything that relates to Amazon and Amazon listing. Awesome. And what are your tricks when you get a listing? To rank to page one, what is it that, that you do? Because well, I mean, to rank to page one, is going to be ranking to page one for a certain keyword, right? You don't get all yeah. at the same time. But what are your tricks to get that? Yeah, so these days, there's
1: not not, not many tricks, because back in the days, there used to be a lot of tricks. You can do like quickly yeah. and uh, get it on the first page. Now it's more legit. So basically the first thing is we create a top-notch listing which has the best key, SEO keyword, and it has beautiful images and everything make sure that the listing is really optimized for the algorithm and for the for people like for the, the conversion so, so once you have that then we have certain tactics that um boosts up the ranking so it's a combination of advertising and giveaways we have a service which is it's called like um it's like a search find buy you know the, uh, we have a group of people and search for the product, search for the keyword, they find the product and then buy the product. And it's, it's like a promotion, you know, yeah. you launch a new company in the store, you run a promotion, you, what, you want to get it out of the world. So, so that's what we do. And we help um create awareness for the, to the product. And that's how Amazon brings up the, the ranking. Um, for people.
0: very good, very good. And you said that service that you use, um, is like your own, it's like your own service, your own list, yeah. I
1: mean, it it took a while, but we put it in like a whole list from all over the people all over the United States and people with healthy accounts and people that really want the product. So it's like a, it's a good network.
0: Gotcha. So do you find that there are some categories now and it's 2021 right now that we're talking, COVID hasn't gone away for anybody listening. It's still here at the time of this recording. But Mac, is there some categories that right now are better than others, and some categories that used to be really good that are dying out. It's interesting because it,
1: it, it sounds like it keeps on, it keeps on like going uh, back and forth. For, the, for example, in the beginning of in the beginning of COVID, everything was like a, I think the toys category was very hot, and also the household product people were staying at home, and they couldn't go to the grocery, so the all the household products was strong. But now it's more or less it's. One is back to it's not completely back to normal, but of course, in many states, many areas, um, stores are open. Everything is open, back open, but um, it's still the toys category and the on the household category, and, and obviously all those all those um, COVID related products, with so uh, soaps and uh, hand sanitizers and that kind of stuff
0: is still. Yeah, that definitely had a boost in at least 2020. I don't know if I, I'm not in that category, so I don't know if. Right now, it's still going strong, but 2020, that was crazy, right? (laughs) That was the the Mm gold Gloves, masks, and uh, the sanitizer. (laughs) That was insane. So you also use human psychology, which is something that I'm fascinated about, is the human mind and what makes people convert and everything. I I even interviewed the ex-head of the um, FBI that was in charge of the human behavior department, and I interviewed him and I have a one hour interview where we talked about a lot of the things that what gets somebody to actually trust you and, and buy from you. And, and uh, so you use that as well, human psychology in your listings. Can you explain what exactly that is? And like, what do you do? Yeah, so we try to use
1: mostly, uh, uh, I mean, obviously, it's a combination of, of psychology. Uh, I mean, of, of uh, like seo and, and the writing so basically the the writing side of things is basically you try to aim more towards uh human psychology but after all you're selling to humans and they are the ones that are looking for your products and they are the ones that make the decision to buy or not and i personally i'm more like an, an, an emotional type of uh, person i'm not so analytical or like that. so when i write something when i do something I little more like uh, people you know so that was a little challenge when I needed to hire people because I, I needed to hire the right people, the right writers and designers and everything that should uh, take over my, my personal stuff. So we try to focus on like when someone reads our listing, they should feel like uh, the, the person talking like a sales uh, person talking to them and convince them to buy the product. It's not like the professional type of I mean obviously it's professional, but it's not like you're writing like it was typed by a like computer. It's
0: very human. Uh, I agree. I agree a hundred percent. Uh, cause I'm a seller, but at the same time I'm a buyer. And when sometimes I read a listing that I can see it was done only for the bots, for the algorithm to read, and they don't care about the human being that's actually going to buy the product. Uh, so that turns me off. So I try to do the same thing. You know, I know it's mm-hmm. a human that's going to buy it, but mm-hmm. the algorithms have to find it first. So it's, um, it has to be a healthy mix. You are you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Now, there's one thing I saw I saw on your site, and it was a uh, mention of the big brands having blind spots. Uh, can you explain what blind spots a big brand would have? The blind spots, brands remind me which 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 part was it?
1: For the listings or for the how
0: how we can take advantage of the big bland, big brand's uh, blind spot?
1: Uh, um, if you, I'm not sure if you're referring to that, but it's probably the one that that um, people are sometimes afraid of, let's say competing with the big brands, or um, let's say that they want to bring on a product and they see there's a big brand dominating the market, they're afraid yeah. to get into this. This, But I think it was referring to um, basically the big brands, when they go to Amazon, they don't do Amazon. I mean, they sell products all over the place. And when it comes to Amazon, they're not really focused. So they, their listings are not up the bar and their images are not up the bar and, and they don't really focus on really blowing it up on Amazon. So there's a big, there's still an opportunity for someone like any private label seller to jump in there and become better than, than them. I mean, obviously some big brands are being sold by the name. So mm-hmm. they don't really need all this professional uh, listing. In order to sell, because as long as they have their brand name, they're good. But if you if you have ways to stand out and make it better and make a difference and have
0: much better listing than them, um, you you can download uh, you know, it. Uh, gotcha, gotcha. So I I do have uh, a little bit of experience in that on the, on the both sides, as the seller side, and as the big brand seller. So there is one of my customers. It's not my brand. That's one of my clients' brands, and it's. A very big brand in North America. Uh, mm-hmm. they're, they're number one in the US and number one in Canada in, in their market. And the, the reality is the listing when when I took over, the listing was not good at all. But the number one search that they had was their own brand name, right? Mm-hmm. So their brand name had more searches than what the product actually does, right? Yeah. Which was fantastic. PPC was the easiest thing ever because we would run ads to our own brand, and you know get a two percent ACOS, which I I normally don't get right. It's uh, it's always uh, higher than two percent because we're dealing with big numbers, but it was it, it's fantastic. But at the same time, I also competed as a seller. I competed. Uh, I don't even know if competed is uh, the, the correct term, but I was uh, going up against Amazon on one of my private label products where it's not where we're fighting for the buy box, right? I had a private label, Amazon sold the same product on their own brand. And I could beat Amazon every time because their listing was terrible. And fortunately, uh, when it comes to private label versus private label, they do preference. They give preference to whoever has the highest relevancy conversion rate and stuff, which was mine. And I know when it comes to sharing the buy box, they don't do the same thing uh, so that was that was kind of what you said, because they were big. Somebody else, you know, uh, maybe some somebody out of their 100,000 staff wrote a quick listing right. th- that are four bullet points. And <laughs> that was, you know, that, so that was it. Yeah, that's usually the case. So I also know that you are working on something brand new. Can you talk about it yet? Oh, I, I told you about it. Yeah, a new company uh
1: okay yeah so that's basically it's a new company it's a new type of service which is a little bit related to one, what i'm doing but it's, it's different um so this type of company is basically it's more like a, a a manager it's not it's not like a full account management it's more like a um it's like a security type of service for amazon sellers because i know amazon sellers they're busy with uh, products bringing in products selling products and Unfortunately, they have to be busy sometimes days or weeks because Amazon decided to change something on the listings or do something on their account that can cause to close their account, mm. like uh, warnings and uh, compliance issues and that kind of stuff. And so that's why I decided, you know, since I'm dealing a lot with Amazon sellers, I, 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 I get to hear like all the, the issues that the sellers are struggling with. So I decided then I'm going to help the sellers by creating a company that's going to manage all of those aspects. So basically, we're going to charge like a monthly fee according to how big the account is, and we're going to manage certain aspects in the account. It's going to be like all those, let's say, um, we're going to monitor the account every time a seller is getting like an issue, like a complaint or a warning or everything like similar, we're going to monitor it so the sellers are going to be aware of it, and, and we're going to take care of it, make sure that it's being taken care of so the seller doesn't have to worry about it. And that's Part of the account you know to keep the account safe and then there's another side which is specifically for private label sellers which they have their own listings and amazon can you know do a certain thing that can ruin their sales or their account which is by su- sometimes su- suppressing listings or closing listings or changing the category automatically or changing photos you know there's, there's certain things that can happen to listings yeah which sellers are usually unaware of and sometimes if they're on, if they're on unaware for a few days it can ruin their account and their sales so it's not good so that's why I want to help sellers by offering that service you know that you always have like a team of people that always monitor your account like the specific aspects of the account so your account and listings are always safe and secure so you can focus on you know bringing more products selling products and focus on on the real thing
0: that's That's why that's fascinating so imagine I have my account and I have I don't know, 150 SKUs, uh, you have a login to the account, you check it all the time. If one of my products gets suppressed or suspended, you automatically start working on that uh, yeah. and start get, to get it back online for me. Is that it? Yeah. And,
1: and and eventually we're going to add more like a, like re- removing seller negative seller feedback and voting down uh, negative reviews from the listings you know, from the press rates on the listing like certain things to keep to make sure that your account and listings are always off the par so.
0: uh, yeah that that is super nice because you never know uh, often the more products you have the yeah. more uh, the ah, more frequent true. it's gonna happen that you wake up and one has been suppressed because uh, here I, I don't normally don't even tell what categories I'm in or anything like that but there's one that I, I can tell you that it was hair clips okay it's like plastic little clips they look like teeth and they would go in 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 the hair just so women could put their hair together and hold it with that Mm -hmm. Um, so one day and that was a a good seller one day uh, when I checked the account that had been suspended because I required a COA certificate of analysis for a dietary supplement category for that product i mean this is not a dietary supplement this is not it is a hair clip Mm -hmm. and i submitted an appeal and the first time i submitted an appeal it was refused they told me no you need a coa i'm like you know (laughs) you are you serious and it was of course one of those copy and paste answers but it ended up being easy to fix after somebody actually read what was happening, but it's always frustrating and time-consuming. So that would be a service that I would definitely take, right?
1: Yeah. So it's also for example, I have a client that is busy now. He's launching a new brand, and he's bringing in more products. He's developing products and all that, all of that. And lately, he messaged me like because he, he received like a warning, some kind of, of compliance issue, which doesn't even make sense. It's not even like a, and now he has to be busy with that and move the focus to that instead of like growing his company and like building his brand and stuff. So it felt so bad. Like, I mean, this, is, this is not what you're supposed to do as a seller. So I feel like um, hopefully we can offer that. So to find a solution, it's basically to give peace of mind to sellers, you know, they don't have to be busy with all those issues.
0: Yeah. You know what, I know, I know it's not really uh, relevant to the conversation, but I, I, w- I wanna tell you the most ridiculous suspension that I had once And it was actually this year, it was 2021. And it was a a kid's product. And it was basically something to track the kid's duties. If you have a child and you want them to be, uh, you know, you want them to make their bed or you want them to brush their teeth or, you know, whatever it is that you want to do to keep track of them and be rewarded for that. So on that listing... It had the the keywords kid, work, tasks, right? Like making the bed is a task. It's not like you're putting them to work, but Amazon suspended me for uh, I I may mess up the term, but it was something like child abuse because I was telling them to put children to work. You know, <laughs> doing brushing your teeth is not putting somebody to work, or you know. So that was actually scary, uh, scary because of the wording that they, they said. And, and at, at the same time, it was super funny because like, what are you serious? But uh, they did the same day. They ended up fixing that the same day. But I no apologies or anything, but it was kind of ridiculous. You know? But yeah. those things do happen. Yeah. They happen all the time. Yeah,
1: and I, I hear this all the time because people come to me. People know that I do Amazon on you know, They don't know exactly what I do. So, so they, you know, with all types of issues. So I get to hear this. It's, like, it's so mind boggling. It
0: doesn't even make sense. Mac, so for, for everybody listening us, if they want some listings done by you or if they were curious about your new service, where would they go to find out about you?
1: So for the listing services, I have the website. It's, it's bestsellerlisters.com. That's the website. And then the best way to contact me is on WhatsApp. Um, whoever has WhatsApp, the best, uh, you know, this is the fastest to um, get a response. And the number is 845 288 1740. That's my WhatsApp. You can send me WhatsApp anytime. And I will respond usually within the next few minutes, an hour, depending on the, the time. And yeah, so it's usually either the
0: website or WhatsApp or on LinkedIn, uh, you know. Mac Schlesinger on LinkedIn. All right, I'll have those on the show notes. And Mac, do you mind repeating the number again for those that are listening so they don't have to rewind? 845 845
1: 288 1740. Got it. Okay, that will be on the show notes as well. And by the way, one more thing if you connect with me on WhatsApp, I usually i am um, active on WhatsApp status, if you're familiar. WhatsApp status has their list. So I usually um post over there like the the latest news and updates about amazon so amazon sellers can stay up to date with the latest news and tips and tricks and ideas and they can see the things that we do in our company so
0: nice i i heard about that by um scott needham uh ceo of buy boxer Mm -hmm. so it was you that was doing that you were posting oh that is cool. Okay, I have to check that out because I heard him talk about talk about it, but I wasn't sure what it is because I'm not big on WhatsApp, but I'll definitely look into it. Mac, thank mm-hmm. you so much. It was a pleasure having you here. And of course, we have to stay in touch. Yeah, same here. Thank you for having me. It was a great um, conversation. And let's uh, stay in touch. Thank you.